Well, hello, and welcome to our podcast. You're listening to Gay Culture Is, an LGBTQ plus podcast where we talk about everything that's gay. I'm Tyler. And I'm Richard. We want to talk to you about how gay culture is anything you want it to be, honey. This week, we will be talking about how gay culture is hot tea. Money, honey. And Britney Spears. So come on, let's get started. For our first segment this week, we're going to be talking about how gay culture is hot tea. Herbal tea, to be specific. Well, actually, we're going to talk about other kinds, types of tea, too. Well, we just so happen to be drinking hot tea right this minute, and that's what inspired us to talk about tea for this segment. We're drinking Bigelow Perfect Peach and Herbal I Tea. And I love lemon. Uh-huh. Let me finish. Perfect Peach... On the box, it says, just like a freshly baked peach pie, but in a teacup. And they're not wrong. Now, you can talk about yours. Well, mine's not as exciting. Mine just says the invigorating flavor of lemon with a daily dose of vitamin C. Mmm. We like our vitamin C, though, girl. Keeps you from getting sick. Yeah. There's another really good one called Lemon Ginger by the same people. And it's also really good if you want something with a little extra in it. I don't just really like, like plain, ginger. I yeah. like plain lemon. He likes lemon-flavored stuff, and I like peach-flavored stuff. I love lemon-flavored stuff. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lemon drops are my favorite type of candy, so... Mm -hmm. I just like peaches. As you'll notice, our logo for this podcast has a peach in it. And that was not a mistake. Is that what that was? Mm, I guess so. Um, How did we get started drinking hot tea? I know, well... No, you did it when you lived in China for those two years or whatever Yeah, I did not live in China for two years. I went for a study abroad for the Maymaster uh, in 2007. But honey, he talks about like he was there for years. And now his mom comes home and we go out to eat at the restaurant. And she's like, excuse me, waitress, come here. I want a coffee cup full of hot water and... A few weeks ago, she actually admitted to what she said. I'm pretending I'm Chinese. I was just glad to hear that she admitted that that's what she, she was doing. She wasn't saying she was admitting she was Chinese. She's pretending that she was in China. She's pretending she's Chinese. No. I don't uh-huh. think so. That's what she said. Anyway, they, there is a she big just culture really, of hot tea drinking over there. She just enjoyed the hot tea when she was over there because she said she likes to hold it in her hands and just sip on it. And I get that. Well, it is... Very fresh, you know, they use real leaf tea, not tea bags, as they do here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, don't they use tea bags in England? They do, but I think it's not like store bought as this is or processed mm. for preservatives. We bought that tea at um, that place in Blue and Rock, you know, when we were there with Zach and Sierra. Oh, yeah, that had like wall full of loose leaf tea. What was that place? It was very good and blowing rock. We'll look up the name for you and post it in the description. Yeah. So, because I can't remember. They had all sorts. I mean, it was just like, you You just go through. It was very fresh tea. It's kind of like that Tivana place. Are they still around? Tivana is not around. Starbucks bought them out. They bought them out. Is there any stores still? I have no idea. And the last time we went in Tivana store was probably... 2012 I don't or something know. that went in Haynes Mall in I guess I think it still exists mm. well I don't know but anyway um, we've been on several cruises together and we went on actually the same cruise a couple of times and they always have tea oh yeah tea time tea time 
and they bring out a little basket of like little desserts, like macarons, and that's what I like. Yeah, um, they have pretty much everything. They have the little cucumber sandwiches. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, chicken mm-hmm. salad sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Pimento cheese. Yeah, and just a whole tray assortment of desserts. Mm-hmm. Really, you can have anything you want to. So it's really a nice, relaxing thing to do that we don't do often. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone mm-hmm. takes a time out during their day to have tea time. Mm-hmm. And on Kesha's Rainbow Cruise, which we're going on very soon, they're having, I don't think it's tea, but I think it's drag brunch. Drag brunch. With Bob the Drag Queen and Thorgy Thor and Detox. And I found out today... That it's just like you show up. Yes. There's no no signing up. No sign up. No tickets. No having to buy nothing. No hopefully we'll have lottery. Just gotta get there early. Yeah, have to get there early. So hopefully that will happen. So we'll try to do that. But I think once some of them see some of our outfits we have planned, they'll probably come up to us. We'll find out. I guess. I think they look really good. Yeah. But there's allegedly going to be tea at this brunch, which we love. Um, you know, think about tea. It's basically flavored water. But it doesn't have the sugar in it. You know, we hate buying those things at the grocery store that have little packets and you put in your water and it's supposed to flavor it. But then it also has tons and tons of sugar in it, too. Or sucralose. Or sucralose, which is even worse. If you're going to eat, if you want sweetener, just eat sugar. Or stevia. Something stevia-related. But don't do sucralose. Anything with sucralose is the ingredient. Just look on the those little packets of the other... Artificial sweeteners you see in restaurants at the grocery store. Just look at the ingredients. And if sucralose is there, don't. Just don't. Or any of the other ones. Do yourself a favor. Stick with something natural. Mm -hmm. At least do sugar or stevia or or none at all. Because the thing about these hot teas is you really get a lot of flavor. Yeah. Without having to have all the sugar. Well, that's kind of the thing we can discuss. Like, not even just hot tea, but just like tea in general. Mm -hmm. Um... Here in the South, you know, sweet tea is a big thing. Everyone has to have their sweet tea. And so we go out to restaurants, and we order unsweet tea. And people look at us like we are crazy. Or you go to the drive-thru at certain restaurants, and you say, I would like unsweet tea. And they're like, oh, okay, pull around. You get up there, and you taste it, and it's sweet tea. And I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> I ordered unsweet tea. And they're like, oh, you didn't mean sweet like, no, 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 we did not. Did not mistakenly say un before I said sweet. Yeah, sometimes we have to preference as not sweet tea. Very drawn out, just like that. Well, I mean, just being in the South, it, it blows people's minds when you ask for tea without sugar in it. They just can't comprehend that that even exists or why anyone would want to drink that. But for us, I think it just it tastes better. I mean, I like to be able to taste the tea. Mm-hmm. Well, when... um. I lost weight the first time in 2011. I uh, was drinking, before I lost weight, I was drinking like Mountain Dews every day. And I had switched to sweet tea from McDonald's, which was like a minor, minuscule step down from Mountain Dew. Um, but then I got introduced to hot tea and started drinking that and realized I didn't need all the sugar in it. And so then I was able to start just drinking unsweet tea from restaurants without anything in it. And that's still what I do now. And Yeah. Um, that's a good too, and like during the summertime, if you don't want coffee because it's hot outside, which that's not me, but if you don't want coffee because it's hot outside, you can drink unsweet tea, and it still has a little bit of caffeine. And of course, I'm going to add lemon to it because I like to have lemon in my tea. Mm-hmm. And you can add like with hot tea, you can add you know milk or cream, and some people put sh- 
do put sugar in their tea. Mm-hmm. I always just like it because you have the little sugar cubes when you're at a tea party and like, how many sugars would you buy? One lump or two. <laughs> I know, but, but then I'm like, no, I don't want any sugar. And I feel a little, I don't know, I feel like people get upset at me when I refuse things. Like the other day I was at a meeting and someone had fudge and I just, they were passing it around and I was like, no, thank you. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I really don't want it. They're like, oh, but this person made it. It's so good. And I was like, well, I just, I'm being strict on myself right now and I just don't want it. But some people, it's like an insult to them. Not, I think they were okay, but some people, especially in the South, if you don't eat something someone has made, even if it's tea, um, because at family functions, I mean, my family makes, at least now they make unsweet tea in addition to sweet tea, and that just Finally. really, well, it's because we have some diabetics in our family. That's true. And that's kind of why that started. At least um, they will do like half and half or something. They do cut back. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people do. Um, but it's a, almost an insult if you don't take what people have to offer, but you just have to make those decisions for yourself and stick to what you want to do. If you're laying off sugar for a week, then just own it and politely refuse if someone offers you something with that in it or something that has sucralose in it or some other ingredient that you do not put in your body um just do it politely but you know stick to your you know what you're doing yeah well there's a funny thing about tyler making tea so this for for christmas he got a teapot from pioneer woman because apparently pioneer woman was a love pioneer woman that was the thing this year apparently so it was like an entire set of pioneer dishes and pie crust baking pans i don't even know we got so much pioneer woman stuff it was ridiculous Mm. but one of the things that tyler got was a teapot me and my mom like to give each other Pioneer Woman stuff, and I recently found out one of our close friends also likes Pioneer Woman, so... Anyway, back to this teapot. Right so, here. Tyler decided that he was like, oh, we're going to make some tea. Well, after an hour of having the teapot on the stove filled with water, he was like, this is not getting hot. What's wrong with it? Is it the material it's made out of? Is this doing it right? It doesn't. It's not whistling. But I kept walking over to the stove, and I was, like, feeling heat coming off of it. I was like, well, it's working. Something's working. It's, you know, I feel heat coming up at my face, and I've taken the lid off, and that one side of the teapot was hot. So I just kind of was like, okay, it's just being slow. Yeah, thankfully he didn't burn the house down because he had the wrong stove eye on. And we didn't discover this until, like, 30 minutes later because I was like, okay, the tea should be boiling by now, or at least the water should be boiling by now. For those of you that don't know what a stove-eye is, it's those four circular heating elements on a stove, or two if you have a small apartment-sized stove. Yeah. Well, and it's not very good to leave them on with nothing on them. No. Or with things on them that, you know, can burn. But we were here. Thankfully, we were here. I mean, I and we were watching... Make tea and leave. What were we watching? Um... Monk. Monk. We were watching Monk. So, I've been watching Monk. I not, didn't get to watch it. I was trying to read my graphic novel. Well, I... I've been trying to catch up on it. It came out in, what, 2000-something? Ooh, it's like 2002, maybe, was the first season, and it ended around 2009, which me and my family watched it religiously every week. It's a great show. As it was happening. I really enjoy it. But anyway, so thankfully Tyler didn't burn down the, the house. No. Well, I was going over and checking on it, like, pretty frequently, trying to figure out why it wasn't heating up. Yeah. 
But this actually comes to an interesting story because I kind of did the same well, thing. Well, so we got to laugh about it with me. I just laughed. I was like, oh, you know, silly me. It just happens. I looked at the wrong one. Oh, well, laugh it off, move on. Well, at Thanksgiving, we were making food for Richard's family, and I had made some pie. As our sister-in-law had come over, and she had made some pineapple casserole and some other things. And um, well, she's she making quiche. She was making a quiche. She was making quiche. Remember for breakfast. That, was that Christmas? Maybe that was Christmas. That was Christmas. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Christmas Christmas morning breakfast. Pineapple casserole was Thanksgiving. Yeah. So when was the cream of wheat? The cream of wheat was Christmas morning breakfast. Oh, so never mind. It was not Thanksgiving. It was Christmas. Anyway, I still made pies, though. Yeah. Right. No. What did I make? I don't remember what you made. Did I make something good? Oh, I made French toast. That's right. And it was amazing. It was good French toast. It was really good. I mean, you know, I just... I love the French toast. I only have one piece, though. Well, I actually had two pieces. Anyway... We had made our things, and it was Richard's turn, and... I was making cream of wheat. Yeah, bought some cream of wheat at the grocery store to make, and, you know, I was doing my thing. I was trying to get presents ready for everybody, and Marie was running back and forth between the houses where we're having these events at, and, um, you know, Richard kept stirring the cream of wheat, and we finally checked on him, and it was like just this mound of mass in the in his pot and it was like not liquidy at all and cream of wheat should be so anyway i had put the entire box of cream of wheat put the entire box in <laughs> accidentally and had only put enough liquid for well i mean you couldn't put that in a pot yeah. you couldn't cook a whole box of cream of wheat in a pot but you only put enough liquid in for like one serving or something or four servings it was eight it servings is. it was enough for eight servings and then i decided but the whole box is like what 32 servings 32 servings something like that it was something so he was not understanding why it wasn't but anyway all this to say that marie and uh our sister-in-law marie started kind of laughing because it was pretty funny it's pretty and you know she i started laughing and so she took her cue from me and thought okay well i can laugh too because it, it just was funny it was funny but then mr thing over here i got in a big meltdown i was like like it's not funny i can't do anything right leave me alone you are mean he would talk to us and we were like okay whatever um so all that to say that when I made the kitchen mistake, which I rarely do, and Mommy was doing the wrong stove, I, we just laughed about it. But when he did his thing, it was a meltdown. Everyone had to apologize to him. They he were was, really mean. He was a big baby. And we were I not was. Mean. We were I, not mean. They, they, if you I, can't laugh at yourself, how are you going to laugh at anybody else? That's true. But you do constantly laugh at other people. Uh, but you can't laugh at yourself. It's hard to laugh at oneself. Some people don't like to make No, themselves. it's hard for you to laugh at yourself. Well, that's true. I don't like to make mistakes. Mm, no one does, but you just have to own them when you do. Because that's a sign of maturity. Okay. I think. Well. So. Sometimes it's good to be the baby. He is the baby. Yes. Trivia information. He is the baby in his family, and I'm the oldest child. And I think there's some things that we go through that that becomes very evident to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Such as this situation here, where I just kind of had to laugh at it and change it and go on with life, and we had to have a big meltdown with him. Well, we didn't have any cream of wheat on Christmas, by the way, because I had to use the whole box, and it went into the trash. But we had plenty to eat. Yeah, we had lots of toast. Because you ended up making oatmeal. I did make oatmeal. And it was fine. It was good oatmeal. It was good oatmeal. Yeah. And no one even knew, except for you were in a bad mood, and everybody was like, what's wrong with him? Why is he so upset? And so me and Marie told everyone. It wasn't that dressed. And then everyone knew. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was. Anyway. It was that dramatic, because you are a drama queen. Okay. I am. So, another interesting thing about tea, 
is that in, well, even not just in the LGBT community anymore, people are using it in place of, like, gossip or learning out dirt, learning dirt on, on someone or learning secrets. Yeah, because there's like that as well, presence, uh, tea for Tati. Tea with Tati. Tea with Tati. Okay. Which we love, Tatiana. Um, well, that started as, like, her challenge in her episode. And all sorts, too. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that was her... The commercial, where they did the commercials. Right. Um, which I loved hers because she was like, tea with Tati. And she had the little um, travel tea tote. And I thought it was great. She went home the episode, unfortunately. But in All Stars, took so close to the end like that. Yeah, it's Everybody's good, everybody. you know. But I mean, I still think Alaska's Thunder Fun fashion tape was the best. Well. So it was great. It was. But, um, and Katya's, um, what was it, with the Thorazine in it, the Thorazine, spray, and yeah. she was just laying there. Um, they were all very funny. and um, But it's interesting that tea has become kind of a metaphor for gossip in the LGBT community. And also, I've started seeing people um, just on use social it. media, famous people just use it like they've always used it. And um, I think in season five of Drag Race, on the episode where they did... Um, the t- the kids TV shows they kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, Coco Montrese's little puppet character kind of said that you know T was my truth, and I think that's kind of how it started. Maybe I'm wrong, but that it was just a shortened way of saying the truth. truth. You know, yeah. instead of tell me the truth, it's tell me the T, just like the letter T. Um, but then after using that over and over, it you know people started using you know T E A. Drinking tea is the metaphor, and so now it's like I've got some hot tea, or there's some, I don't know, um, the tea's extra hot today, I mean, I've got something really good to tell you. So, but we started talking about earlier how it was in place of gossip, but I don't think that's necessarily true, because I don't think that gossip is always true. Right. It's more just like, I've got some juicy information that's true, but maybe everyone don't know about it yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it was interesting because that way it has evolved into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it is fun to have tea time, like I said, because I would like to have it more often. Well, we enjoy it. And too, you know, while I'm trying to lose weight... Oh, crap. I just dropped my tea bag tail into the tea. Yeah. Oh, the well. tea. Um, I got it out. It's okay. What were we saying? We're talking about tea time and how fun it is. Yeah, well, I'm trying to lose weight, you know, right now, too, especially, which, since January 1st, I have lost, like, nine pounds, so I'm getting, I'm on the right track to where I want to be. It's all water weight. When we go on, it's really not, though. Mm. It's really not been. Um, when we go on Kesha's Rainbow Cruise in February, which we're still really excited about, but... Well, because um, we got our outfits together. It's helpful, because it does, the herbal teas especially, do kind of work as an appetite suppressant, which is not, you shouldn't do that to make yourself not eat. I just have the problem where I want to just snack and munch all the time. And if I do this between meals, then it keeps me from eating things just for the heck of it. Well, I like it because, you know, like herbal teas or you've got your caffeine. They're caffeine-free usually, so that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, we have like breakfast tea or Earl Grey or something with a lot of caffeine in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in place of coffee. Chai. Chai tea. I like those chai tea lattes at Starbucks. They're yeah. pretty good. Remember the vanilla Rebos? Oh, yes. Vanilla mm. Rebos. That is I think it has tea. caffeine, too. It does. Well, if you get the bit. Tazo teas, they've got like the caffeine levels on the side of the box and little dots. So that, yeah. that's a good... But be sure to always look at the tea you're buying 
to make sure if you want caffeine you, that it has caffeine or if you don't that it doesn't. Because, right. Because you don't want to drink it at night and be like, oh, I'm awake all night. Yeah. Like, so really, that's really important. Screw um, you up. So. Yeah. But I think that's all we had for tea. Is it? Well, we do love the tea. We'll probably go to not tea time on the next cruise because it doesn't exist. But brunch where they, they might be serving tea. We don't know yet. And continue to drink tea here throughout the winter in yes. our home with our Pioneer Woman teapot. So. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to the next section. We'll take a little break and see you in a minute. No, we won't see you, but you'll you'll hear us. So, we'll be back. The second segment today is Gay Culture is Money, Honey. And in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about finances. Uh, I think that it's a really big, important thing for everyone. Everyone's constantly worried about money. And especially around the new year, I always like to review my finances and my budget for the year. I think it's important to have a financial plan so that you can be successful in whatever you are trying to do with your one's life. And the first thing you have to do is you have to have a plan and earn a goal, so a budget. And what I mean by that is you can't just be like, okay, I want to buy a new car. That's great. Everyone would like to buy a new car. I would love to have a new car. Uh, We're still driving the same cars we've had for years. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with there's that. nothing wrong with it. It has 237,000 I mean, miles on it. I guess I'm going to drive my car till the wheels fall off and... Yeah, you know, some other things might fall off too. Maybe even then. So, but it's nice to not have a car payment. It is very nice not to have because a car our cars payment. are paid for. They are paid so. for. So, um, but I think it's really important that you know you do have a plan for those. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how we do our finances, just so that everyone can you know have an understanding of how different ways of doing things are. I found that um, I took a lot of advice from uh, Susie Orman. And she plays for our team. Yeah, she does. And um, and also we call this section Money Honey just to get you tricked. We want you to listen to us talk about finances. I love talking about finances. It's one of my, I think I bother Tyler a lot with this because maybe I obsess about it a little bit too much. But um, my grandparents really didn't have a lot of things uh, growing up. They lived in a house with you know no outdoor pl- or no indoor plumbing, and it was not until much later in their lives that they got you know an indoor plumbing and electricity based on where we live, and it was something that my parents struggled with growing up. So I think it's something really valuable that not a lot of people have a good understanding of, um, especially regarding around like credit card and credit card debt, um, student loans, and th- things like that. But we won't get into like really uh, deep into that, this episode, but it would be nice, you know, to get into that later. But one of the things I had found out that really helped me was, um, so we have, I don't know, five different bank accounts at our bank. Uh, I found that separating our money really helps us to not spend it. Because when you look at your balance, and it says, oh, you have $300, then it's not like you have, you know, $600 mm-hmm. because they're divided into separate accounts. Because we have an account for food. We do have an account for food. And that, I think, has worked out really well. Yeah, so we have an account just for eating out. 
And well, we do we do groceries on it too? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. It's mostly we for, try to do it for all food. Yes, I mean we try to use it for all food. We try to use it for all food, but it really mostly is for like eating out, which is for most people a big spending point because yeah. oh, it's I don't want to go home and cook because it, a it takes time and b then you have to wash the dishes. Right, and well, lots of times you can realistically eat out cheaper than you can eat at home when it's just one or two of you but when you cook at home what we do is make extra so that we have stuff to take to work for lunch that's and true we make lots of meals out of it and I've that i've been trying way makes it cheaper yeah i've been trying to meal prep this year so that i don't eat out as much but it's still something that we've been doing really good too. oh yeah it's, um, it's doing much better as far as eating out i mean i would go out to lunch about every day so but this year we really have had some some meal prepping done and it's been going well with me taking food to work anyway and, right. and not having to go out, although I still go out and get coffee usually. Well, so. yeah, that's, y'all, that's all taken into consideration. And so what we do is, you know, I get paid one week and Tyler gets paid the next week, thankfully. Uh, so it makes it really even. So we usually deposit the same amount of money into that food account. And that's what we are assigned to. We can eat that out. We can eat out that much. We can eat that out. Yeah, we can eat that out. Uh, We can eat out, you know, with that amount of money, and, you know, the next week. We we don't deplete it either. We try to not let it get below 100. Right. So we we try to have a buffer. I I like to have buffers. And if it does go below, then we put extra in there than what we usually put. If we can. If we can. Right. But I like to have buffers. Uh, I think that's really important to have buffers. You don't want to overdraft. You don't want to overdraft. Tell me. The more fees you have to pay, the less money you're going to have to have. Um, so you have to have more money if right. you have to pay fees. That's true. So, um, so that's one of our accounts. Um, then we have like our joint checking account, mm-hmm. and in that account, we pretty much pay our you know bills that we've got together: um, Netflix, Hulu. Which has not been much since we moved, thankfully. It's not been as much. Well, yes. Now that we've moved closer to home, it's been uh, a lot cheaper because, you know, we just kind of got rid of some things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that made it really nice. But, you know, that's kind of like our joint bills. And then we each have our own separate fund. Like, he has his fund. Tyler has his fund money, as I call it, and my fund money account. And that's for whatever purchases that we want to make for ourselves. Like, I like to play video games, so I'm going to go out and buy a video game. And Tyler usually ends up buying movies or CDs. Actually, I don't buy you don't, any of those, though. Not anymore. We, we buy movies more, like, together, but we still really don't buy that many movies. Still. And CDs, I, you Yes, know? thank you, Apple Music. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because I don't have... How many CDs do you own? I don't know, honey. 800 and something. 800 and something. Thousands, probably. Way too many. But I still have every CD I've ever owned in my life. I mean, the first one I got was Grease, the soundtrack to Grease, in like, I don't know, 1998, maybe, when I got my first little portable CD player. But anyway, I've got every CD I've ever had. So, I mean, I still own them all. I've not got rid of them. I've not sold them. I've done anything with them. So, I've collected them. That's like 20 years of collecting CDs, so that's how I have that many. So if you look at it that way, wow. that's still a, a lot per I'm year. Glad <laughs> Apple, I'm glad Apple Music is out now, because now I don't have to have collections of CDs taking up places. Yeah, We had an entire like room at our old house dedicated to movies and CDs, 
um, which we don't have that luxury yeah. now. And I still buy so I still I buy some albums on vinyl, and I still buy some CDs if they're like special editions or now has something I books. really like. And so well, I like books for a long time. But well, yeah, but now we're he's pretty much collect books. But anyway, because that's what the purpose of our you know fund money accounts is that we have our discretionary spending, and we mm-hmm. don't have to have oh Tyler, can I please buy this video game and use our money for that? Mm-hmm. Um, which I do still want to go get the. Super Mario, Mario Brothers, yeah, yeah we're going to get Switch. that for Switch. Yeah, you know what he said to me last night? We were talking about games for Switch, because we love our Switches, and I was like, I want to get go get a Super Mario Brothers U for Switch, and he was like, yeah, but we had that for Wii U. Look, I hadn't seen the Wii U in like two years. Since the day the Switch came out, I hadn't touched the Wii U, and I was like, oh, so that means we shouldn't have bought Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Mario Party, Donkey Kong. There's several other ones, I'm sure. I'm sure. Zelda. We've rebought all these games. and but For then, the new platform. Which, for, for Switch, which is, makes sense. Well, but then for this one, he's like, mm, we have it on Wii. So that, tell me how that makes sense. It doesn't. And he agreed that it doesn't well, make sense. Well, that's only because it's not practical to go try to find the Wii U in the storage building and get it back out and whatever. And it's a piece of crap compared to the Switch. Well, the Switch was a great, in, like, innovation that the Nintendo company did. I really think that this was one of their best consoles. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're talking about money. We don't need to, like, overspend our money on things. Oh, right, right, right. 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 Yeah. But we're probably still going to go get Super Mario Bros. <laughs> we probably are. Oh. Anyway, and the last, like, account we have is, like, our savings account, our rainy day fund, um, that we use in case of emergencies. Or if something comes up. We have a vacation account. We have a vacation account. We have lots of accounts. You said last. Well, that's true. I don't even get into it. So, is our last one or is the last one you're going to talk about? It might be the last one I'm going to talk about. Okay. Because I can go into, like, I have an account for healthcare spending. Lots of accounts. I have lots of accounts. And different banks. Well, we've done done better with that, We've consolidated to only two banks now. And the only Mm -hmm. reason for that is I like to go to the banks that give me the best interest rate because if my money is just going to sit into their accounts i want it making money so i don't want to make 0.25 percent when i can make 1.75 percent yeah 1.75 you heard that right yes mm-hmm. well and then other like robin hood just came out with they're making an account that's not a savings account it's very different you have to read the t- terms but it's, it's an like, app just go look at it in the app but it's gonna make like three percent so i was like well maybe i'll move my money there i like to make money so interest um the interest that they give you is pretty important the opposite of that is you don't want to spend a lot of money or loans that have high interest rates but we can get into that later anyway but so basically like i say we just separate our money into different accounts and that way we can hide money from ourselves so that we don't tend to overspend because mm-hmm. If it was available, I know that I would spend it because, what is the term? We like things. I like things. Um, I'm trying not to be very materialistic. Um, That's kind of a resolution I always have, Mm -hmm. going back to last week's topic. Which, once again, that's something Apple Music has helped us with. It has. Helped me with. Yeah. Um, I don't really buy digital games because I don't like digital things. Um, (laughs) I know I sound like... uh, that doesn't really make any sense. But I don't like digital things because well, you never know when they're going to get rid of it. We we most of the things our entertainment that we use is digital, but we buy the physical copy right to get digital right. Like we because, always buy the movie, the physical copy of a movie that has the digital copy right. That way I can 
you know, here, Mom, you can watch the Blu-ray, and then the, my niece and nephew can take the DVD. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, because, I mean, we bought the rights to all three of those different ways of watching it. Right. And, you know, even with music, too, we stream it, you know, through our phones, through our Google Home Minis. Um, we don't actually get CDs or really albums out a lot to play them. We That's just true. listen to it in all these ways. Although, in my car, I still do... He still does CDs in his car. Let go of CDs. I don't understand that. There's like CDs everywhere. Like you can't even go anywhere without having a CD follower down in your. I'm doing better. He's doing better. Yeah. Okay. With that, there's only like eight in there. Yeah. Instead of twenty, there's eight. Okay. That's better. Yeah. Well, they're all on his phone too. So what sense does that make? They are. I don't know. Anyway, so it's really important, also, like how you put those money, how how you put your paycheck into those accounts. Um, One of the biggest things that we do. And I think everyone should do is, you know, you have to pay yourself first. And what I mean by that is if you're going to save for something or um, you know that, you know, Starbucks is your thing or video games is your thing or movies or books are your thing, then you should allot yourself, you know, enough money to reward yourself from working a, you know, job and, I think paying yourself first allows you to have those pleasures um, while you put the rest of your money into the things that you don't want to pay, like the electric bill, the water bill, the cell phone bill, you know, Hulu, Netflix, all those bills that come once a month that no one likes to pay. But, you know, those have to be paid, and you want to make sure that you have enough money for those. But if you don't pay yourself first, then you're going to be really sad and depressed every time you have a paycheck because you're not going to be like, oh, all my money's going to bills. Well, one of the things that you can look forward to is having money for yourself and whatever the pleasures you would like to spend it on. And then... Pleasure. Pleasure. And then one of the things that you also want to do is make sure you have like a rainy day savings account so that when your car breaks down or a deer runs out in front of you, uh, and or your headlights go out. We're great about new tires. We're about new tires. When I'm blows out, which happened to Tyler, um, mm-hmm. I have to go and you know rescue him and change his tire into his you know, spare. Thankfully, uh, he it was close, and I was off at work to do that. But you know, you want to make sure you're saving for those rainy days and setting money aside because you never know what life's going to throw at you. Um, but I think that's really important to talk about finances because it's a big struggle for people, especially like with student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I got to pay mine off um, very quickly, um, faster than I've than most people. Yeah, or your same age, and you know. Well, I took a lot of um, I took a lot of my paycheck and threw towards my loans and. I lived very cheaply. I did not give myself into a lot of pleasures and buying things that I wanted um, because I really wanted to not have those hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. Well, and something else to do is to, um, a lot of banks, most banks, well, you can set up automatic uh, money transfers to different accounts. So if you look at those as bills too, and have some of it going to savings when you get paid and some of it going to your checking account, and some of it going to fund money and some of it going to food, that you know, helps you keep money, too, instead of spending it all on whatever, um, right. you know. Yeah, you just want to make sure. That's something else that we do, is just have automatic 
money transfers when we get paid they go to different But be places. careful with that because you're only allowed to so many if you take money out of savings account. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. You want to make sure you read those fine rules. Uh, know what the rules print. are, but it's a great tool is all yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah, you don't want to have, like, in overdrafts and things like that because they will charge you fees. And then I got charged a late fee on my credit card this month, and I couldn't believe it. Like, it was my first time I've ever been late making a credit card payment. Mm. And which we've started using the reminders app on our iPhones, and that's been working out pretty great. That's so pretty good. Far. Well, the holidays were hectic, so they were, and, and it I happens. Was, it happens. It happens. Things happen. And I was just like, oh my god, they hit me with a twenty dollar late fee, and I was like, that could have been like part of a video game. Yeah, and I was really mad. Yeah, but they will. So, so just be careful with that. Um, but anyway, the reminders app on the iPhone. Well, any. Apple device um, is great. You can set up a recurring reminder, and you can tell it to let you know at a certain time of day. Um, or location, which we have discovered. That or location, awesome. yes, because one day Richard went to the pharmacy to pick up something, and I was like, did you get my medicine? And he's like, oh, no, he just got whatever else he went to get. And so then the next time I knew he was going, I set a reminder in our shared reminders, um, whatever it is, list, I guess. We have a shared list. Um, but you can do it by location, and you can do it for a location. You can do one for arriving, one for leaving. So I, the one I did for when he arrived was get Tyler's medicine, and then I did one for when he left that location that said you forgot Tyler's medicine, didn't you? And he didn't keep bringing my medicine home, but only because of the woman he left because he did. Yeah, I was, they saw it when I, he went into the store. I saw it when forgot. I went into the store, and then I went and got something else, mm-hmm. and then by the time I looked around... Because that's how quickly he forgets. I was mm-hmm. just like... I was probably at the gas station. And he got in the car, went got in the, the car, gas station, left. and it said, oh, you forgot his medicine, didn't you? And so you? I had to turn around and go back. Yeah. But... Hey, it worked. It, it worked. great. So, there's something else I think I did, location. Oh, I, myself the other day, I just said, I know I need to charge... My razor, so I put that when I arrived home that day, because in the morning it died when I was getting ready to go to work. And I did a reminder to, you know, charge my razor when I got home. And so when I got home, I walked in the door and it was like, charge your razor. That's great. Love it. Reminders app. Reminders app is great, especially for, you know, financing tools. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we can talk more about that at later times because I think money is a really important thing and there's so much about it. And it's one of my, like, favorite things to talk about. I mean, uh, I'm not a financial advisor, so, you know, I want to uh, make that point very well known. I'm not certified in any way. Yeah, we're just talking about what has worked for us. Yeah, this just works this for is... us, and it works pretty well. But, um, you know, do a lot of research on your own, and um, we can definitely talk about other topics relating to money later. So I think we'll end it for now in that regard. Yeah, I'm good. Let's move on to the next topic. In honor of the album Baby One More Time turning 20 years old yesterday, our third segment is going to be about how gay culture is Britney Spears. Woo. That's really exciting. I love Britney. He loves Britney. Yeah, um, I first heard Britney Spears' name from one of my really good friends when we were in like fourth grade. Her name was Mackenzie, and we were sitting in the lunchroom, and I, I don't know, I think we were talking about our favorite singers, and I think I said, you know, before we, as we're going on the table, I think I went first, and I was like, well, mine is Shania Twain, because she was my diva before Britney came around. And every gay man has a diva. Yeah, they they do. They do. But Shania Twain was my 
really young child going through, you know, elementary school um, diva. So I used to listen to her at night, you know, when I couldn't sleep, my mom would come in and we had the the uh, cassette tape, The Woman in Me, and we'd put it in and I'd listen to it as I went to sleep. And sometimes I would go to sleep before this first side of Rain Out, and sometimes I wouldn't, so I would get up and turn it over and listen to the second side. Oh, the joys of not having a CD player. You had to slip things on a cassette from no. side A to side B. No. And apparently there's a thing about cassette tapes where side A was the good songs and side B's are the bad songs, quote unquote. Something it was like just that. The order of the album. I know, it never made any sense to me. Okay. Now on singles on record albums, that used to be the case. Oh, okay. That there was the A side that was like the popular songs everyone listened to, and then there's B sides which were just like other takes from the studio that songs that you know you might like if you love the artist, but they're not the ones that everybody's okay. obsessed with. I just always now. knew there was something about B sides. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean and now too with digital music it's completely different. But I know, like, Carly Rae Jepsen, when she released Emotion a couple years ago... Oh, God, no, it's been more than that now. <laughs> it's been, like, four years. Oh, um, but when she released Emotion, she, several months later, released Emotion B-Sides. And, you know, everyone, of course, was listening to the original album. And um, But that's just, that's just how it works. And sometimes when people release singles, they will have, like b-sides oh, okay. that are not as well-known songs but songs that you might they're, they're like bonus tracks okay look at them as bonus tracks i'd be bonus tracks yeah that's kind okay. of what they are today um so i don't think that really ever had anything to do with cassette tapes that oh, was more i never vinyl albums and um anyway way off topic sitting in the lunchroom fourth grade and we get to mckenzie and she's like well i love britney spears and i was like who is that who is that? And she was like, you need to listen to her. And so Mackenzie had her little CD player with her. And after school, we listened to it. And I was just in love. Um, it was his obsession for the next 20 years of his life. Oh, it was. And I really... No, I'm not 20. Are you sure? It was probably more like 10. Okay. I mean, I still I still love Britney. Um, I think there's one other lady, though, who has my heart more than Britney does now. But I still completely love Britney. Britney's number two for me now. Okay. Sorry, Britney. But you were number one for so long. You did, you, you, well, I actually know at this point, you've not been the longest. No, no, no. You I have. still think Britney's been you, the longest. She, no, you have. You have, Britney. Um, if you're listening to those, which you're probably not. Um, but anyway, so that was probably around, I, that was when Baby One More Time came out. And then the album came out, um, January 12th, 1999. And... You know, got my parents to get it for me, oh, and... He's giving you all these dates off the top of his head, by the way. Right. And, um, I remember it was an enhanced CD. Do you remember those? I have no idea what an enhanced CD is. Really? I don't know anything about CDs. No. I mean, they, there's music on it them. It was an enhanced CD, and you could put it in your computer, and oh, it would have no. extra things, like music videos. I've never It was of this. like a CD-ROM. Okay. I mean, that's what it was. Okay. Um, but it had the music video for Baby One More Time on it, and I watched it over and over and over. And I had my little purple CD player that we talked about earlier, and I would listen to that over and over and over, and just would get really into it. Um, even I had this little bag. You've had the same bag. The little leather. I think it's 
CD project. The CD project bag. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I still have that bag actually because it had a front zipper that held a portable CD player and then a back zipper that held like four to five CDs. Yeah, because that's how we and rolled. Batteries. That was the batteries. <laughs> that's how we rolled before iPods came out. And now no, what's an iPod? What's an iPod? So, um, but that's how we did. And I carried that album everywhere with me. I think it's still in his car. It is. I mean, I was obsessed with it. Um, you know, that was the first place I heard The Beat Goes On, even though I know that's a Sonny and Cher song that was on that album. Um, but it was just, and it was that cute song, Email My Heart, you know, like email was this new thing. And so everyone was so excited about it. And she's been so trendy by singing about email. That's great, because no one wants email anymore, because it's all ads. Well, back then, it was <laughs> like, I remember I signed up for my first email account on Yahoo, I think. And I emailed my cousin, who was at college, and I just, like, sat there in my computer and waited. Yeah. My dad was like, you can check it later, and it'll be there. I was like, no. And then, you know, computers... This is before instant messaging. Yes, computers <laughs> used to make these, like, noises inside of them. The modem noise? They were, not the modem, just oh. like the hard drive. Just oh, the spinning up of the hard drive, yes. processing information. Yes. And it would just do that periodically. And I'd sit there, and I'd hear, I'd hear it do that, and I was like, I think that there's a message coming through. Oh. My dad, who's a computer programmer, he was like, mm, I don't think that's what's happening. Just check it later. And I was like, no, she'll eventually send one. And I went to bed, and the next day I had one. But I sat there all afternoon just waiting, and every time the computer would make any kind of noise, I was How like... How old were you Well, this was... Let's see. I made an email account. You had to be at least 13. <laughs> you didn't have to be. <laughs> you didn't have. To. I mean, it said you did, girl, yeah. but you didn't have to be. Uh-huh. Um, but let's see, how old was I? No, I was probably. I think I was eleven. Okay, maybe he had parental permission. <laughs> well, of course I did. Yeah, of course. I don't know if digitally I had parental permission, but I don't know how that works. But girl, no, no, you all have made an account and lied about your age, especially when in those de- early days of Yahoo Messenger. I know you all did. Don't say you didn't. That's true. Unless you're too young to know what that is and you're listening to this, then in that case, just ignore all this. Um, but anyway, um, so email was a new thing, and so she was singing about it being very trendy and. Um, lots of good songs on the album, and it was just she was this very sweet, innocent kind of person, and you know, still allowed to listen to her then. And then um, the next year, "Oops, I Did It Again" came out, and I remember that music video came on the Disney Channel because she, I mean, she well, was Brittany originally was originally on the Disney Channel. Mouse Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so on <laughs> Disney Channel too, back in the day, used to show. Um, music videos of popular artists and also they had special concerts like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Steps and all those cool people and Britney of course um, at Disney World yeah well they were awesome I guess they were A-teens loved them Um, they were the uh, teen pop group that their first album was a lot of ABBA uh, covers actually no that's all it was ABBA covers so um, but anyway Oops, I didn't I did have the Disney Channel growing up. Yeah. So, Oops, I Did It Again, the video came on the Disney Channel, and I would just come home from school and watch the Disney Channel, hoping that it would come on, and it usually did, because everybody loved it. But when she walked out in that red bodysuit, that just tight red, I mean, it was just star. How is the band gay? <laughs> well, because I didn't want to, well, I didn't want to get in the bodysuit the way most guys did. I wanted to, like, wear it. Oh, okay. And, you know, I didn't want to be in it with her or nothing like that. I don't know. Um, but loved it. I mean, it was just a masterpiece. And then, too, I loved Titanic, and they referenced Titanic in that video, which, side story, we'll probably do Titanic as a side I'm sure we'll do Titanic. But, side story, um, 
we I got Titanic on VHS for my like tenth birthday. Wait, I do remember that as long enough to be on two videos. It was on two VHS tapes. Yeah, two VHS tapes. That was a big thing. Anyway, um, the part where Rose takes off her clothes and lets Jack paint her, my parents like put it in the VCR and taped over that section. Like it was just like static, some PBS show for like five minutes, however long that that little segment lasted. That's true. Yeah. So they taped over that. I mean, how did they know it wasn't her? I was looking at. Um, so, I mean, the scene in the car, they left, and Jack had a shirt off, so we're good. <laughs> um, but anyway, they referenced Titanic in the Britney Spears video, and I just really loved her for that, too. Plus, the music was just catchy. I mean, it was just wonderful music. Not that she wrote any of it. Um, on her own, you know, she had a lot of artistic input. Um, but these were just, they knew she had a great voice. You know, they knew it was a unique I mean, she was not Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston. She didn't have pops like that. But it was a unique, sexy, I guess, voice that people liked. And it was something kind of different from what a lot of popular singers had been before then. I think that was kind of a defining role for pop music. I felt like it transitioned a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, that whole era of she pop music. She defined it for, well, lots of songs today are still influenced. I, I think mean, so. it's just, that was the, the sound of pop. I mean, I don't even know, to me, pop music didn't exist before Britney Spears. I think I agree with that. I mean, I really my, in my head, definition of pop is what Britney started. I think so, too. I mean, that's my definition of what pop music is. Yeah. I mean, it starts with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, Not then, that I know that much about music. And you had the boy bands and Christina Aguilera and all those, you know, and lots of people that tried to mimic those core people. Yeah. Um, but to me, pop music is, you know, it was only, it was defined, that the next definition of pop music came when just Dance and Poker Face by Lady Gaga came oh, out that's true, to yeah. me. Yeah. That's kind of when the, when it really kind of changed again, yeah. I think, a little bit. Right. But Lady Gaga even hasn't been herself too. She was heavily influenced by Britney. So even to say that Lady Gaga changed the face of pop music again 10 years after Britney did, she was still influenced by Britney, so Britney's influence still hasn't went away. Right. Um, but Oops, I Did It Again came out, and I really wanted that CD, and so I... That's what I wanted for my birthday that year. Um, and my aunt, actually, I think, ended up buying it for me. But um, uh, that's what I wanted. That's the thing I wanted the most. And I opened all my other presents. And I was like, and, and I didn't have it yet. And I was like, oh, well, this is great. Uh, that's the only thing I really, really wanted. And here we are. And then they're like, oh, oh, there is one more thing. And they brought it out um, from the back of the house. And it was a little CD-shaped um, present and I opened it and yes it was oops I did it again so I went and played it on my I think it was a JVC like one of those, those remember when they had those boom boxes that were like different colors no oh anyway <laughs> JVC had these boom boxes they were like blue and pink and whatever I had a blue one and it was pretty it was a good boom box um just google boom box if you don't know what we're talking about um, I had a Sony boom box yeah well that was a little bit older than the JVC was okay. a little bit more Martin Lynn. Um But I listened to it on there, and, I mean, I just completely loved it. But then Slave for You was released, and I was then forbidden <laughs> from listening to Britney for a little while. Because yeah. um, yes. I was still young enough to where my parents, I mean, they were buying the CDs for me. I had no way of 
getting them on my own or right. getting the music on our own because we didn't live in a world where music was digital yet. That's true. Um, so I had no way of listening to it other than hoping. And also, Disney Channel was not playing Slave for You, I can assure you. Because um, that was when Brittany was trying to... It was a confusing time for her, I think. That's when she was trying to show that she was an adult. Um, she had the song when... Because the next album was Britney. Um, it was the self-titled album, Britney, that came out in uh, 2001. And it had Slave for You, but it also had... Um, not a girl, not yet a woman, and that was kind of what her music reflected at that time, was she was trying to figure out where she was in the world. She wasn't like a young child anymore, but she also didn't really feel like an adult, and I think, even though I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I'm quite a bit younger than her. I think I'm like 10 years younger than her. Um, 10, I don't know, 7 to 10 years yeah, younger. 7 to 10 years. I can't remember exactly. Um but I was kind of in the same place, and I was always... I never really felt like I fit in with other kids my age. And so, to me, during that time, it was helpful. One of my friends did get me the CD, by the way. Um, so, the Britney album was Slave oh. for You. Um, so, it was kind of you know, influential to me at the time, because I was kind of going through the same things. Like, I really want to be older, and I feel like I'm, you know my maturity is not at the same place as other kids my age and especially at the guys my age because guys Everything do mature joke. well it was guys do mature <laughs> slower than girls you know that, that's usually how it works obviously it comes down to the individual right um but you know bodily and mentally it's just um that's how it usually yeah, works yeah usually how it works puberty usually um, starts you know earlier in girls yeah so I just felt like I was kind of far ahead and didn't really know what to do with myself. So, um, then a couple years later, In the Zone came out, which was the one, well, it actually was right after the Britney Madonna kiss on the VMAs, which that was the first VMAs that I was ever allowed to watch, which was hilarious because Britney and Madonna kissed on the first one ever, so, uh, that I was allowed to watch on my parents. So, um, but I remember that, and I was like, it was so awesome to me, and I was a freshman in high school, and, like, that was, I just kept playing it over and over and over in my head the next day. Once again, not because you wanted to see two I girls was kissing. turned on by it, but it was, like, two powerhouse singers that I loved. It was just a great pop culture moment, artistic moment, and I loved that Britney and Christina were kind of singing Madonna's song. And Madonna was kind of, in a way, passing the torch to them. And to me, that's what that moment was all about. And a lot of people were just, you know, focused on the kiss. Are they lesbians? You know, they're trying to force sex down our throats. And I don't think that was the case at all. It was just an artistic statement by everyone involved, to me. But anyway, that led to Britney and Madonna doing the song Me Against the Music on Britney's um, In the Zone album, which was the first single. And it was, it came out on Halloween, and I remember being at my friend's house and had the radio on and just kept waiting for it to come back through the rotation on the radio. Because once again, music wasn't digital. There was no CD out yet for this, so we just had to wait for it to come on the radio. I mean... And they what, would play it a lot because it was did. new. And they did because it was new. Um, and they... And I don't even know. I don't even listen to radio anymore. Okay. We were listening to iHeartRadio today at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I did like... Um, the, you, get, you still get a mix. I do like the fact the that... The last song I remember like listening to the radio, and I think I was really at this point just doing it, because I, I... Well, when Born This Way by Lady Gaga came out, I know that they 
radio stations were playing it every hour on the hour. And I had already bought the song on iTunes. Um, I was playing it over and over and over again in my car. But I um, was listening to different radio stations, I guess, just to make sure that they were doing it because I wanted them to do it for her. Okay. Um, but they also did that when Britney, uh, when 3 came out. But we're not there yet. We're still in the zone. Um, but in the zone came out. It was, I just started high school. Um, it was pretty big for me. I kind of wanted to embody that attitude. And then um, that was really one of her best albums, I think, in the zone. It had that and the Every Time song that you like, the slower song. It was really pretty. Um, that they did on Glee one time. Maybe. Um, anyway, but then Toxic, of course. I know on, that song. That album. Everyone knows that song. That may, <laughs> that may be her most well-known song besides Baby One More Time. I think it's Probably. her. It's her highest charting. Well, yeah. not anymore, but it, for a while it was her highest charting song. Um, like at this point in her career, when yeah. In the Zone came out, it was her highest charting song, other than Baby One More Time. Uh, the reason that Tyler is talking so much about this is I don't know a lot about Britney Spears. I have never owned a Britney Spears album. Um, I didn't really until we were together, and then you kind of did by default. I did by default <laughs> because he owned it. Yeah. I mean, I know Oops, I did it again. I know Toxic. That was about it. No, you're. We're getting there. We're getting there to you the point just where don't Tyler remember like, them until I say the names. Of well, the songs. like I knew like Radar. Okay. Well, that that's actually that is black, you look at you. Yeah, uh, go me. So then she, you know, when I was, she had that from my well, actually, that came out when I was a freshman. But then she, the next, I think in 2005, she released My Prerogative, her first greatest hits album, which she only had four albums at the time. But she also did the song My Prerogative. And that song, Do Something, which, it was funny, because um, me and a couple of my friends, one of them being uh, one of my good friends, Carrie, were sitting in a parking lot one night. No, that's not true. We were, we talked about it in the parking lot, but we were sitting at a restaurant, and we were like, what is that song by Britney? We're in the music video, she's like in a pink Hummer, and we couldn't remember it. And it's because it was off the Greatest Hits album, but it was Do Something, which is a really catchy song, too. Um, anyway... Greatest Hits album, Love My Prerogative, thought it was great. But then, um, my senior year of high school was when Britney kind of had her meltdown and shaved her head. And everything. Oh, that I remember. And people were, you know, kind of torn about her, and I was like, no, she's still, she's just having a hard time. Which I think celebrities usually do go through a hard time, because mm-hmm. they've got to balance a lot of things. Well, she didn't get to become an adult before she was famous. Right. She was, I think that makes that very hard. You know, it, it, it would have to. And I still loved her and was just waiting for her next album to come out. And I remember the VMAs that year was what a lot of people consider to be one of the worst VMA performances ever was when she opened the show with um, Gimme More. And um, she, like, kind of danced around like she was maybe drunk or high or not even there and just kind of didn't know what she was doing. But I... This, this is how much I loved Britney. I was watching it and in my dorm room at college, and it was, it was over, and I was like, oh my gosh, that was one of the most awesome performances ever. I mean, I loved it and wanted to hear the song more. Um, I, you know, I, I stayed up because they used to show, and they may still do it, but they would show the whole VMAs award show, and then they would show it again right after. And I stayed up to watch the performance again when it came on the second time because I thought it was that great. And looking back today, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't one of her best performances, but she'd been out the spotlight for a while, and I really just wanted her to be better. I truly just wanted her to be better. And, you know, that came out 
Um, well, then, then Blackout came out like a couple months later at the end of October. It actually was another Halloween release um, and listened to it a lot. And people deal, still today said that that is one of her best albums because every track on that album, including Piece of Me, which is Richie's probably favorite song. I didn't like that one. That was probably um, one. That is, that's the one I probably know the mm-hmm. most. Every track on that album is honest, um, and it really could stand on its own as a single. I mean, that that was just a great, great album. Um, but it was really dark for her, and I think she had been through a lot. Well, she had, and it it really reflected. I mean, for me too, that was a dark time in my life. And oh yeah. She helped me, you know, and that album really did help me get through that. But it was it was, it was difficult, and um, you know, then she started to get better. And then the next fall, you know, two thousand eight, Womanizer came out, and everyone's like, "Yes, yeah, she's actually back." And then that was her first number one song since Baby One More Time um, on the Hot One Hundred. But that came out, and then the album Circus came out, which is was a critically acclaimed album and people loved it and they're like yes actually now Britney truly is back and lots of good songs came from that album um, enjoyed it too but it was still kind of during a dark time and I think it was still a dark album it was a little bit there are some things that were a little bit lighter but um I, I don't know it was still kind of dark or maybe maybe it wasn't and it was just a dark time for me and so I kind of still related to that dark yeah. time so um and then in 2009, she released her the singles collection, and um, it had the song Three on it, which was about threesomes, and that's what it was, you know, which I think is interesting. And um, in part of the song, she's like, um, living in sin is the new thing, and on the radio, they leaked out the word sin, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. That's an interesting thing to leave oh, out. Oh, I'm backing up a little bit. On Circus, she had the song If You Seek Amy, Yeah, you know, and on the radio, they made it If You See Amy. So, I guess they didn't want her spelling out that word. Right. I guess. I don't know. It's just interesting what they decided to. Because Brittany was like, you know, I'm going to see if I can get around this a little bit. Maybe people think a little bit. And then she did. And it was kind of interesting how they, what they decided to um, censor. Censor, yeah. So, um, but moving on to 2011, um, I, that's, you know, said several times that that's when I started my first big weight loss journey. Um, cause I clocked in at 215 pounds and, um, but I had already started, but then Hold It Against Me came out, which is the lead single from Femme Fatale. And, um, I was like, yes, this is like happy, um, well, Femme Fatale, Brittany. I mean, it was like, she knew who she was and she didn't care what anyone else thought and she was just powerful and strong and that's what she was I, I think remember there was a song about the world on that Till the World Ends oh okay see Till the World Ends I didn't know that I another awesome song that was a good song I remember that song because Hold It Against Me went number one oh. and three also did I mean this, this girl went she released Baby One More Time in 90 well the single came out in 98 um, and then the album came out in 99 but that was went number one then the next song that went number one was Womanizer in 2008 that's a big time difference yeah but then after Womanizer, um, three went to number one, the song three. Okay. And then Hold Against Me, which, and Till the World Ends almost did, um, but it was, I think it maxed out at like number three, um, but it was still a really good song. And I Want to Go went, went, went did pretty well, too. That's the song Charlie Hyde's didn't lip sync to. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but Till the World Ends, a, a remix was, was released with Nicki Minaj and Kesha... 
who we're going to see next month on Kesha's Rainbow Cruise, and we're very excited about it. Um, but yeah, because Kesha actually wrote that song. Which one? Till the World Ends. Oh, okay. Kesha wrote a lot of songs for a lot of people. That's Oh, yeah, yeah. And I you didn't you realize it was her, but she did, and sang the chorus, and she should have. Um, we, we could do a whole se- segment on Kesha, too, but the first song... We probably will after the cruise. We probably will after the cruise. Kesha, the first song she was, like, an artist in... Well, she wasn't credited, but that song, Right Round by Flo Rida... You probably know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, when it comes to music, he just tends to babble on about lots of things. And yeah. I'm like, what? what anyway, that me? was the first song she was like who? featured in. Kesha was featured in. Um, and then she released TikTok you know, later that year. Um, but anyway, back to Britney. Kesha wrote Till the World Ends. Great song, great album. Went my friend Carrie to see Britney in concert that August. And it was just... I've heard this story a few times. It was just I'm surprised amazing. he remembers it. And no, we did not get drunk. Uh-huh. We really did not. Okay. We did not. I mean, we enjoyed ourselves, but we did not get drunk. Okay. We didn't. So, anyway. And we met a drag queen that was not well-known at the time, I don't think, but I think it was Derek Barry, looking back. I'm really not sure. We didn't get our picture made or nothing, but I'm pretty sure. We're pretty sure that's who it is today. Well. So, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you, Derek, if you listen to this, but we, we think it was. We feel like it was. So, anyway. Um, but it was a great concert. I mean, she did a lot of her older songs. She put, like, a different spin on them musically. Um, I think um, Slave for You was kind of um, Bollywood-sounding. Um, and then, I'm trying to think. If You Seek Amy was actually, like... Um, the 20s, um, big band. It was, she did some really cool things. That would have been interesting to see. Yeah. She put on a great show. I mean, she's not the best live singer, but she doesn't have to be. I mean, she can sing live. I live judge live. concerts on how much of a show there is. I like to right. see, like, show. Right. I'm not there for the music. Like, your favorite Lady Gaga concert was Joanne. Oh, yeah. It was so awesome. Because Art Pop, you were like... Um, Art Pop was like, um... It, I mean, Art Pop was mostly about the music. I love. It was good. I'm not saying it was bad, but, like, it was It was about the music. It was more brave, and I was like, I'm here for the show. Like, I went to Katy Perry's concert, and it was just like, oh, there's balloon animals and things flying around in the air. Yeah, it was like... Cool. It was a show. When, see, we've still not seen Britney together, although... She had the Femme Fatale tour in 2011, and then she's been in Las Vegas ever since. I mean, wow. ever she did that tour, she's not done another tour. Well, her Piece of Me thing in Las Vegas, she did do a little mini tour between it and the now Domination, which actually has been canceled for the time being. Right. So, um, which we're sad about, but... We're sad about, but, you know, Brittany needs to spend time with her family, so... Right, right. Um, so anyway, um, Femme Fatale came out, is wonderful... Matt Richard around the same time. Yeah. Um, and I was that's kind of the album I was listening to um, when we met. Yeah, Tyler defines his life by what album he's listening, listening to at the time. Oh, yeah. 2011 was a great year for music. We had Born This Way by Lady Gaga. We had Femme Fatale. We had Four by Beyonce. I mean, those are just some of the, the bigger ones. Medals by Feist. I mean, it was just a, a good year See, to me. Told you. I mean, I thought it was great. He has so, these playlists. I don't know if there's been, in my opinion, a, a better, for me, in the music that I like, I don't know if there's been a year since then that I think the music that's been released is as good as, like, that much in one year, right. you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, then a couple years later, Brittany Jean came out, and, and the song 
Work Bitch. That's just what it's called. That's true. So, and that song came out, and I was listening to it going on the road. I was like, yes! And that was when I got my first speeding ticket ever. I was listening to that song going down the road, and I was just driving fast. And I had no idea how fast I was going, because that song was just driving me forward. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. And I was actually <laughs> going to work. I was on my way to work, and, you know, it's fun. And they pulled me over. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry. And like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to work. And he's like, where are you working? And I was like, right there, because the building where I worked was, I mean, that, you could see it. And you could walk to it from where I was pulled over. Anyway, um, but that song was just really fast and enjoyed it. And, um, and that whole album was kind of weird for me. I think it was produced by Will I Am. And um, oh, he did, they did Scream and Shout together. They did Scream and Shout, yeah, in 2012. But I think that's really Will I Am's song, right? It was on his album. Okay, see, I, yeah. know, I remember that one because I did like that. Song. I did like that song. That song, I loved it, um, but it was a little bit of a letdown. I mean, not looking back, it it wasn't, and I love it today. But when they announced the song, and then it came out, and like all Britney did was talk. She didn't actually do any singing. Oh, sing that. You know, she didn't. Yeah. I mean, she sang on the chorus. But all of her, like, verses were um, just talking. So, that's what it was. But now I really don't care. I mean, any of her voices on it, I love it. Um, but that was probably one of her, well, yeah, that's, pro- that's my least favorite album of hers, is Britney Jean. It was that one. I mean, I love Work Bitch, and there were some other good songs. I, I like Perfume. I remember and, that one. Um, there were some good ones, but overall, it was probably my, my least favorite. Um, and then the next album was her most recent, was Glory, in 2016. And, um, Make Me, and a Private Show. Never heard of them. Let's see, which, wait, I listened to it a lot when it came out. Um, but it was kind of just a, I don't know, a victory lap for her, because it's like, she's done all these amazing, great, wonderful I mean, things. Britney has a, had a great career. I mean, everyone knows, you say Britney Spears, everyone knows who she is. Yeah. I mean, I may not know her music, but yeah. other than what she did in, you know, 19, what do you say, 1999, I mean, that's just me as a person. Yeah. But not, not my, not my style of music. Right. I mean, she's had, she really has had a, a great career and has been a big influence on many lives and, um, the lives of many gay men and, you know. Uh, well, everyone else in between. As I said earlier, every gay man has his diva. And what I mean by that is I think everyone has... They have their artists that they look up to. And mm-hmm. that, like that's their person. People are... It's either Lady Gaga or Britney or Madonna or Christina. Cher. Or Cher. in your case, Lorena McKinnon. Yeah, in my case, Lorena McKinnon, who's a Canadian folk artist. Yeah. But, but every, I mean, I think even all of our gay friends, that we, I mean, I think every one of them has a diva. That Except, they, like they admit to it, you yeah, know. And like they that, say, that's yeah. my person. Yeah, and it's something that you know. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. We have a friend who loves Taylor Swift. Um, um, let me see here. I'm just trying to think of everybody. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, that's the majority of them. But yeah, it's just interesting how I think people have yeah. that one person mm-hmm. that they identify with, and for Tyler, right. that was Brittany. Right. And um, it was. And you know, I, I you know I mentioned that she may not be number one for me anymore but that I don't know I think it kind of goes back and forth but I really at this point in my life I love Lady Gaga and everything she is and does and she's probably it for me now as far as following her every move and um, <clears throat> knowing every piece of music that she puts out and every well every piece of art that she puts out um, but you know when Lady Gaga's first album came out I was still really into Britney and I don't think I was solidified like 
Lady Gaga was my girl until Born This Way came out. I think that's kind of when it maybe switched over to her. Is that the same one as Edge of Glory? Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. Edge of Glory. That was 2011. Okay. I mean, Born This Way. And I don't think that it... I think that the song that did it was Edge of Glory. It, it was. So... He sang it to me at our wedding, so it was. I did. It I was did. great. Maybe we'll find a clip of it and play it on one of our um, episodes here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. you know, that maybe for me when it switched. I still love Britney, though, and, you know, I don't really... I don't know if I have to rank them, though, and like I said, Shania Twain was it for a long time. I still... I mean, those three really... We did get to one of her concerts. We did. Loved it. Um, but they will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, and I look forward to Britney's music in the future, which allegedly there's some coming soon, but it may be put on hold now with her family's health issues and, and whatnot. Um, so, but anyway, but... I do love Brittany and everything she's done for the LGBT community and continues to do and hope that she has a long and successful career even after everything she's already done. So, anyway. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, remember we talked about how gay culture is hot tea. And gay culture is also money, honey. And how gay culture is Brittany Spears. It is Brittany Spears. Everything she is is gay culture. So, except for she's actually straight, but she loves us. I know she loves us. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us, and we will try to hold to our promise about finding the clip of me singing. Maybe we'll do that for if we talk about weddings or talk about Lady Gaga specifically. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll try to find that for you to have. So. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We hope to y'all come back and listen to us some more. Yes, we'll try to have something else for you next week. We will talk to you then. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> for our first segment, oh, God. Okay. Okay, I'll do the outtakes now. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was either. You can't just make outtakes and then put them in there. It had to be natural. That okay, was pretty okay. natural. Okay, shh, shh.